My name's Adam Wormald, and you're listening to a special edition of the Extra Podcast. What follows is a recap of some of the highlights from that event. We hear from several pastors about the year that was, and we get excited about the future and where we're going. Enjoy. Good evening. Welcome to Northview Community Church's annual general meeting. We're going to have some worship. We're going to have uh, some committee reports. Uh, tonight we'll, we'll talk about the uh, stewardship reports. We have a, a motion to accept the financial reports. And then we're going to have an uh, update on the building and on the up- upcoming uh, capital campaigns. And uh, an opportunity to hear from Jeff and from the campus pastors on some of the new and exciting things that are happening in the various campuses. Bruce Belcher is going to come on up now and talk about all things finance. He assured me that it's going to be exciting this time, so I'll pass it over to Bruce. Thanks, Daryl. Um, if you've read my report, you kind of understand. I was, I'm in a quandary. Uh, who do I thank? Like, what is it going on in our church that the giving is so strong and that the, the programming is so good? And we thank God for it. Uh, and yet, he uses our, us imperfect instruments, the people in this room and the people that, you know, fill these seats and fill the seats at Mission and Tri-Cities and East Abbotsford, and so that I'm very happy and, and, and thankful. So thank you, thank you God, for what's gone on this year. But there is one last thing, though. As we move in this direction of, of possibly a building, well, not possibly, but we're planning on building, um, as we're fundraising, as we're doing things, as the budget is getting bigger and we're multi-site, continue to pray for us. Pray for the staff, pray for the pastors, the elders, um, the stewardship committee, um, those responsible that we make wise decisions, that we make prudent decisions, that we seek after God. Uh, because that, if, if we're not doing that, then all of this is for naught. So I just ask you to continue to pray for us um, as we move forward. And um, accountants like to start with, here's where we are right now. I'd rather talk about how did we get here, because that's more exciting. Um, But giving was at $8.8 million, significantly higher than last year, $1.3 million. And that doesn't even include the multiplication money that came in. That's a further $1.6. So tremendous number there, um, but it allowed us to do a number of things this year. But that's where it says the general contributions, and you can't really see it up there, but if you look, general contributions, 8.8, and right now, $2.7 million of cash, and this was at the end of June 30th, and since then, we've, we've, we've migrated, and there's some changes since then, but $2.7 million of cash, that's up significantly over last year of $750,000. And then if you remember, there was a motion that the board did, and we internally restricted $500,000. Because we had such a magnificent last year, we reserved some of the equity and said $500,000 for future global or local church planting. And that doesn't have to happen in the next year or this year. It can happen in the future, but we reserve some of that. So that's on the asset and the balance sheet. One thing I wanted to update you is on the capital campaign and the targets. And so several AGMs ago, we indicated that we would never borrow more than 150% of our budget. And that's actually a very conservative number. Some churches borrow a lot more, 200, 250, 300% uh, of their operating budget. And so we've said, nope, it's going to be 150% of our budget. That puts our budget, the amount that we can borrow at, is approximately $13.5 million. Our budget's just just over $9 million, gets into $13.5. And then we go up and we look at the indebtedness that we have. And if you remember on the financial statements, we showed that we were just under $4 million to the Canadian Conference. And the reason we're worried about that is because we have debt servicing costs. We have to pay them interest, and we have to actually make principal payments. So we don't want to overextend ourselves. What that means is, is that um, we said that as long as we can finance this with cash and with the mortgage that we can take out with the Canadian Conference, then we can go ahead and, and build. What that means is in terms of cash, right now we've got about a million dollars there in cash. Um, and if you take a look at that, that little chart at the top of my page, we transferred to the building of one million thirty-five. The giving to date has been three, at the end of September was 348. In fact, now it's at 422. And then we've got some expenditures against that and some, and some 
allocations, and that leaves us just under a million dollars. says 918 on your worksheet or on the, on, the, on the paper there, but in fact, with October, it's at 992, so roughly a million dollars. So what that means is we've got a million dollars on, we have a gap of 5.2, because I said we can borrow 13 and a half, less the existing debt, which is down to nine and a half, the building project's gonna be about $15 million. That's what the development committee has done. And said, you know what, that, that's a really solid number. It might be a little bit less, might be a little bit more, but it, that feels like a really good number. So you take those things off, and our cash target will be $5 million. And we won't, the idea is we don't go into the ground. We don't even let our tenders go unless we start seeing that kind of a number. So if, unless that cash is there and the revenues come in, remember it's not by pledges. As we said, we don't recognize pledges, we recognize the revenue that comes in by a pledge. Once we've done that and hit that kind of target, we'll be able to begin our construction. And that target's about $5 million, just over $5 million, but we've already got $1 million in the bank. So that's where we're at right now. So I'll turn, with that, I'll turn it over to uh, the other Bruce, the taller Bruce, and he'll talk a little bit about the project. Thank you. So I'm assuming that uh, most of you have come tonight because you've read this report and you're excited about it. And uh, I'm excited this time because I'm not bringing a whole new set of plans, a whole new set of drawings, and we're going to put the building in a different part of the, of the lot because it looks better. And so we've settled on, uh, on a plan and a, a structure that's going to work well. And uh, I know we've, we've said that we're going to do this by January 2019. Well, we've already passed that date. And so anyway, we're excited right now to present uh, this. Uh, if you look up on the screen, this is the latest iteration, which is just a slight adjustment from what we presented at the last uh, general meeting. And as we speak, uh, we're going through some of the refinements on this structure so that we can be prepared for a building permit early in the year. So that's just a quick recap of where we're at with this building and, and with this site. You'll notice in your report there's lots of good news throughout all the campuses. And uh, it's exciting to know that God is working and that there's always a challenge to deal with uh, confinement and space that is tight and lack of seating. And that's exciting. So you're going to hear more about that from each of the campuses as they've seen God work and they've seen attendance grow and lives change. So it's an exciting time. We're going to have Jonathan Giesbrecht give us a little update on, I don't know what he's going to talk about, but after that we'll have questions. Excellent. Hi, everybody. Um, so first of all, thank you, Bruce and Bruce, for your wonderful reports. This is just going to kind of be the... Uh, a summary of kind of both and, and then what, what we're doing from here. Before we do that, though, I wanted to show you, I think some of you guys saw this already last weekend, a fantastic motion graphic. So there you'll notice on the left, this is our multiplication campaign last year, and this is what we did to it this year. Look at that. It's, it is helpful. So yeah, as, as that shows, we had three different uh, parts of our multiplication campaign. We had our local church planning, global church planning, and, our, and the building. This should not be news to you guys, but... If it is, this is, what, this is where we've been. We amalgamated those things into our budget and our budget grew. Now, one of the questions you should be asking is, are we still doing church planning? Like, how are we tracking this? Notice they used to be individual things and now it's just kind of a part of this big brown blob. Are we still doing it? So before I keep going, and I, I will keep going, I wanted to invite Kevin up just to speak to a little bit of what we're doing this year on the church planning side of things. And then I'll talk about the building part. Kevin is our missions committee chair too. Um, yeah, so the, uh, the church planting budget, we normally spend close to 500000 a year on church planting and missions activities. We doubled that budget this year, and we're on target to spend all of it, and then some. Um, so, so what have we done with that? Well, what we've done with that specifically is we have focused on the, you'll, you'll recall that we have three target regions that we've uh, that we've set forward before us as to where we're going to engage ourselves globally. Those three target regions were the Mekong River area, Turkey, and Northern India. Um, the Mekong River area is, is a project that we've been involved in in that for, for years, close to 10 years now. Um, and so we haven't done a lot new. We've just continued to, to expand and, and go into that area uh, in, in ways that we're already operating in. 
But in Turkey and northern India, we've significantly expanded what we're doing and in new ways. So for Turkey, we are, we are sponsoring uh, uh, the, the rent of a church facility, uh, which was a larger church than we had that they were currently in, but they've been growing, so they needed a, a larger facility, and we said we will cover the rent for that church. And then that church is also used as a hub for evangelistic outreach. They have, um, they have a studio that they do broadcast for television ministry and radio ministries out of that facility. They also hold training events, and we're currently training church planters. Uh, they've recently opened up a second church, uh, which is uh, amazing for, for an area that is extra under extraordinary persecution. And we are also um, anticipating a lot more growth. Uh, the, the number of baptisms in that region is just staggering, and you've seen videos uh, and, and seen the photos of that. So we praise God for what he's doing in Turkey, which is already actually expanding at a faster rate than we had previously thought possible. So God is good. In northern India, we are looking at putting shovels in the ground in two different training centers, a national training center in Indore and a regional training center in the Punjab region. So we're looking at being significant financial investors into those two training centers. And we've doubled the number of church planters that we're sending out. In fact, uh, in New Year, we, we anticipate seeing 10 more church planters sent out to plant churches uh, alone just in this year in, in northern India. So God really is moving, and we're seeing the fruit of, of, of the investment. And so we just we want to uh, thank you so much for, for, for coming alongside and catching the vision that God has, has birthed in us. And we look forward to all that he's going to continue to do. Thanks, Kevin. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's really important to articulate that this is a part of our DNA. It's not, it's not something that we're, we're going to forget about. I think that's really important for you guys to hear from, from us. Um, okay, uh, let's go to the next graphic here. Again, I'm visual, so this is really helpful for me. So you see on, uh, so F means fiscal, fiscal 2015, 16, 17, 18. So I'm, I'm new in this role. You guys know this. I'm new in this role. It's been my first year. So last year we had like this crazy high amount of giving and it was like, you'll see this F 2019. It was a crazy high amount of giving. So I did a lot of digging into previous years just because I was like, I don't know, is this something that's, that's that like it's a blip or something? That was part of my concern. What you'll see in F2020 here that really encourages me is that our, based off of previous years, pre previous year data, we're on pace to exceed last year in terms, of our, in terms of our budget giving, which is really, really exciting. What that tells me is, what that should tell us is that that wasn't a blip. And I think that's really important because you'll notice, as Bruce articulated in his stewardship report, last year we were like almost $3 million higher than the prior year. And like, we're not, like that's, yeah, it's really, it's honestly, this graph tells me two things. One, it tells me like that we should be so thankful to God because it's crazy how fast we've grown. But it also does another thing for me because you look at F2020 and I'll explain those bars there, but it also says that we, we have aspirations to grow further. Uh, I'm, I don't think we're happy with where last year was, which is a little bit scary at the same time. So you'll see here on F2020, I'll, I'll walk you through the, the, the first line is what we have based off of what we have. The dark blue is what we're projecting. So it's not a science, but we base it off of data that we have off of previous years and we feel pretty safe about it. The dark green is what we currently have acquired this year from uh, capital campaign donations. So it's just a little bit. The light green is what we need to put shovels in the ground. All right, that's what the light green is. Like it's a lot. It's like four million bucks. So your question that you should be asking is how are we gonna get four million bucks? Well, I'm asking that too. <laughs> First, obviously we start with prayer because everything that we do is all enabled by the sovereign power of our God. But I have three points, or three things that we're going to be doing. Preaching isn't that hard, Jeff. I don't know what you're whining about all the time. It's just three things, and you just, I'm not even using the Bible, and I can do this, okay? <laughs> Such a whiner. <sighs> three things we're going to be, we're going to be doing on, uh, beyond prayer, which over, oversees it all. Three things we're going to be doing. First, we're going to try to increase our ease of giving. Second, we're going to have a focused campaign in the spring. And then third, what I'm hoping for is a strong start. Okay, so first, see this, I don't know, this is just so easy. It's like, 
mini golf. It's a really random analogy. Mini golf isn't actually that easy. I'm really not that good at it. First, increase ease of giving. So, one of the uh, one of the things we're trying to do, or we've we started to do, actually, we're starting it today, is we're launching online giving. Um, it's something that we've probably could have or should have done a long time ago, but we are entering the 21st century. And we are going to be doing online giving, which means that giving is going to be really easy. If you go online right now and you have a credit card, you can give. You can give a whole bunch of money. You can give five bucks. Like that's one of the things that one of the, um, Adam who's our communications director and I, we canvassed a lot of different consultants on capital campaigning and how do you acquire money for projects. And the number one thing we heard was you got to make it easy. So this is what we're going to try to do. Uh, some things you should know is if you're giving already, like via um, automatic withdrawal or PAC, you should continue doing that, mostly just because when you include a credit card in giving, there are processing fees, um, which um, aren't, they're not like crazy high. We actually got a pretty good deal because of the size of our church, but there are some processing fees associated. So if you are giving right now, I, I would strongly encourage you to just keep giving the way you are. But if you are suddenly in, you know, feeling an impromptu, urge to give, you can do that right now via credit card. We do ask. We, there's a part where you can actually cover your processing fees on there. If you want to select that, that covers it all, which means that everything you're giving, we're able to, to use. We don't have to pay any overhead or anything like that. So if you have any questions about this, you can always email giving at northview.org and we can answer any of your questions around that. You can also give to our general fund, just so you know, you can give to our general fund now through the same uh, medium. Number two, so that was ease of giving. Number two, we're going to focus campaign in spring. Uh, this is where uh, one of the things that we really wanted to see happen, uh, we wanted to see our church as a whole buy in. And so we're actually going to spend an intentional amount of time in spring just highlighting what exactly we are doing as a church, what, how this building plays into what we're doing as a church, and asking the whole church to buy in, however that looks for each individual. That's something that really matters to us, and it's something we really want to take time to do. Uh, and the, we, we didn't feel like we were quite ready to do it the way we wanted to this fall. Uh, and, and frankly, we don't have the permits yet to start anyway, so we're going we're gonna to do that in the spring. So we're hoping for, we're hoping for a, a Northview-wide buy-in in the spring. But third, and something I think that's really important for us to hear here is uh, we're hoping for a strong start. Um, again, most of the people we talked to around capital campaign fundraising said, when you bring this to the wider group of people, the wider stakeholders, some of them are a little less invested, a big number can be intimidating. So what I would love to see, what we'd love to see is a strong start. We'd love for our committed people, which I'm presupposing are you because you're at an AGM and that's weird. We're hoping our, our committed people give first so that when we go to the wider congregation, we're not asking for four million, we're asking for two or one, Lord willing, or whatever that number is. So we're hoping for a strong, strong start. Um, yeah, so I, I guess, I mean, we're getting close to year end. This is where a lot of people will do a lot of significant uh, donating. And we're asking you to prayerfully consider giving. Um, I, I mean, like I said, you guys are more likely than not, our committed, our committed group, our core group. And we're asking you to lead the way. Because if, if this group here doesn't buy in and really lean in, like I said, look, I'm looking at the graph. We have been leaning in, but we've, we've got to continue to do that. Um, I, I really liked um, Ken's devotional. It really resonated with me. And I, I hope it resonated with you too. Let's continue to invest um, in this mission that we believe God has called us on. If you have any questions about any of this stuff, feel free to email me. Um, you can find me on the website if you can't spell Giesbrecht. I don't blame you. Um, but yeah, thank you. Okay, we're going to stop for questions. Um, I hope this is a softball. I think it is. But um, so for those who were contributing already, uh, I think, uh, well, the simple question is, how did you decide how much is being directed to the building fund and how much is being directed to the budget. So in other words, if you were previously contributing and already kind of pledging or donating over and above, how did you divvy up those funds for the budget versus the building campaign? And I hope that's a softball. Yeah, uh, so I mean, last year when we were doing this, we had a couple of projects that we were underway, so we kind of split the money that we had. Some of it had already gone into planning. Some of it had already gone into uh, like the planning of the building, and some of it had already gone overseas. 
uh, and some of it even a little bit locally. Um, but from here on out, basically what we've done is because we internally restricted uh, out of the budget from, or out of the surplus from, from last year, we felt like that, that supported a lot of what we were doing, a lot of what, it's, it's kind of like once the, once the money is, is there in the budget, it was like, where is it getting used? So basically, once you, once you had the internally restricted stuff and then the stuff left for the building, it was kind of like, well, they're pretty balanced. It's really hard to split pennies when, it's not like when people give $5 that $2.50 went here and $1.25 went there and $1.25 there. So it was a little bit pragmatic, but uh, we didn't feel like it. Yeah, you want to speak to it, Bruce? So in our financial statements, you really can't find this exactly, but here's what the schedule happened. So up until June 30th, $1,662,785 came in for multiplication purposes. Church planting spent $225,907. Building uh, expenditures was $130,840. And worship center planning, and we talked about the planning that would go on, would be another $270,801. So off of that $1,662,000, that left $1,035,000 in change. And we made the announcement at the last AGM that we were moving from this idea that multiplication, those two aspects, local and global, would form part of our operating budget, and that's what's happened this year, and that's where we're spending the money, in our operating budget, and that's why it's grown. They, that million, $1,035,000 was transferred over to the building. And that's what's happened there. And then if you take a look on the next page, you can see the $1,035,000. And then the building fund giving to September 30th was $348,000. As of October 31st, it's now $422,000. Building expenditure, $116,734. Tri-City debt repayment of $48,000 because someone at Tri-City said, I want to be part of multiplication. And the offer was made, if you give to multiplication at Tri-City, it will go to our building. Oh, well, they've got debt, so that $48,000 came off of their debt. So that's how we handled that. And then there's some further planning that is necessary for the project, and that's $300,000. So the estimated unallocated as of September 30th was 918000 and now it stands at 992000 So it's slowly growing but now we have to have that major push to continue on. Hopefully that helps. Hi, uh, Taylor Lang here. I haven't looked into much of any of this yet, but I'm just curious um, as far as children's ministry goes, if uh, the building of this new building, if we're gonna be using this building for more children's ministry and how does that look with uh, volunteer demand? Yeah, that's a great question because as as we have more potential numbers on the weekend, obviously most or a lot of you people will be bringing your children and a lot of your friends will be bringing their children. And so uh, it, it certainly opens up the conversation, how do we facilitate those? And uh, so part of the uh, uh, exercise is to know what our capacity is uh, for the existing center that we have and, uh, and then what do we need to prepare for. So uh, we have some... Uh, cursory ideas on what we can do with this this sanctuary here, uh, recreating perhaps a, a sanctuary that's half this size and then using the other half to facilitate some extra rooms and some extra children's space. So we have thought of that and we're, we're not uh, completely settled on it yet. And uh, it's one of the advantages of taking a long time to actually get the building up. It gives you lots of time to think of these ideas. So, uh, But we're certainly thinking of that and considering options that are available. Jeff, you got to come up here anyway for the next point. So. Uh, so let me try to clean up the mess Jonathan made. Um, uh, our, our plans for the building are in stages. Uh, you might not know this, but stage one, which used to be stage two, but stage one is done. So anybody want to guess what stage one was? Yeah, we redid Center Court, because our vision for a church is we want to have our church be, well, part of the reason we're doing this is so that we can actually have a church where people kind of stick around, and they can develop relationships, and we believe that's fundamental to discipleship, okay? We don't want to kick you out, especially in the world as it's going now. You don't want to get to the point where, you know, when people give their time, especially in this community where it's difficult to get people to come out in the middle of the week, even things like this, right? Right. Um, 
when you get people on our site, we want to maximize that time. So we want it just we want to teach them the word of God. We also want them to interact with brothers and sisters in Christ in a significant way. So that's part of our whole discipleship and hospitality ministries built into that, okay? So our first step was to do the center court. So phase one's done, and bathrooms were part of that. Praise God, right? Uh, phase two is the, is the building that we're talking about now. Phase three, then, will be something having to do with this, this room that we're in right now. Likely, we're going to split it here, and you're going to have a chapel on this side, which we might do a church service in. This is our safety valve if our church continues to grow, and the Lord blesses us with more people, and the city of Abbotsford grows beyond 200,000 people, and the Lord keeps bringing people here. This is, we're going to do multi, multi-venue stuff like we've already done. We're going to keep West Court when we have the new building. West Court's still going to function, but we will have a, probably something in here as well if this is what we decide to do. This other half, we're talking about how it is that we might be able to flatten the floor and turn this into a children's ministry. Eventually, it's likely that this whole side of the building will be in children's ministry, and we'll go up the stairway in the back and we'll connect upstairs so that it's all sealed off from anybody who might want to get in who has nefarious purposes. So that's that's the three-stage plan that was presented a year, two years ago, something like that. We're still we're still working with that. So that's that that's that's those are the steps there. Two kinds of giving. One giving to the building, which is going to be a special offering. And the other one is to our general fund, which pays for multiplication. So if you want to give to church planting, just give to Northview. Okay? You can find out all the details about that on the papers. Or Giving at northview.org is your, is your secret sauce. That will go. You don't need to spell Giesbrecht. You don't need to do anything like that. It will all go. Giving at northview.org, and they'll come right back. Did that answer the question? Oh, volunteers, yes. So as the church continues to grow, of course, we're going to have to need uh, more volunteers. We will probably end up having some more classrooms along this side, and that's ultimately why it is that we're going to, you know, it's a job that our children's ministry is going to have to try to recruit uh, more volunteers and be asking people for... for, for their uh, willingness to serve in lots of of areas. uh, we're d- by the way, they're doing a great job now, but there's always, always more need to serve in, in children's ministry and other places. So, yeah, there's always need for more volunteers. I'm going to totally usurp this unless there's another question. If there's another question, yeah, none of us really want to be in debt. To be honest with you, uh, Jonathan brought up numbers like 5 million. Wouldn't it be great if we just had 15 million by April? That would be great. We wouldn't have to go into debt at all. But we also don't want to slow, uh, slow the roll to wait for that, because this is a big chunk of money for this congregation, right? But we believe in the long run. By the way, Northview's got a rich history of paying for things like this. The building that we put up over here was paid for in short order because we all got on board and believed that this is what the Lord had for us, right? Um, the Lord has blessed us greatly. We, we can do this. So our goal is to, we're only giving you numbers for the the shovel in the ground, and I get my picture taken in front of the, you know, with the big scissors in front of the thing, and I have a golden shovel, that one. That's, we need $5 million for that to happen, or something like that, okay? We're not having that picture, don't worry, it's not going to happen. No, we're not going to have that picture. But my, my, we're, we're just saying that that's the, that's the, tri- the trigger point, okay? That we're, that before God, we've decided 150%, which is a very conservative number for churches our size. Very conservative. So, but we believe that God's going God's gonna to do this. My big push for this, and this is what Jonathan brought up. Can I just push? I, let me say this over and over again. You know what? This is an opportunity for discipleship. The, the truth is everybody should be involved. I don't care how much money you have and how much money you don't have. Look, you got five bucks, give to, the, give, give to this. If you've got a lot more, give to it. Right? This is the Lord, the Lord has blessed you with something that you can give to this. I want 100% commitment from all of us. That means everybody who's got anything, my kid is going to be, I'm going to just, he's sitting right over here. I'm going to have a word with him <laughs> just after this, right? Just if you've got a little bit of money, it's, it's about us doing this together and seeing, setting this church up for the next 50 years of its life as an engine of church planning across the country. So we can, we can do this, and it, I, I hopefully we won't be in debt for long at all, Lord willing, right? 
Yes, Phil. Oh, for goodness sake. Just kidding. He's an elder of the church, brother. She's good. No, it's okay. <laughs> Just a real quick question. Yeah. Why do we owe four million bucks now? We paid everything off. Where did we invest that yeah. money? Here's a softball, Jeff. Um, do you know what? We, we, built, uh, we built, basically finished the Mission Campus, and we took the Mission Campus, which was in debt. When we took it over, we absorbed that debt. We also did the same thing with Tri-City. Uh, and that's the answer to the question is, we got into debt because we, we planted churches uh, around the area. So um, we're already doing this, right? So the, the debt is not because we decided that we would, you know, I, I don't know, I'll go skating one day. And uh, we, we, the, debt, the debt isn't because we made some ma- massive financial error. It was all based on, it's all missions debt. And praise God, I hope there's more where that came from. So, um, yeah, at this point, that's, that's essentially what's happened. Anything else? Evan, had a boy. So Northview's been planting churches around Abbotsford. Are we looking anywhere else? Yeah. In Abbotsford, even nationwide? Yes. This is a segue. If somebody else has a question, you should come now because I'm going to segue into the pastor's reports by talking about that very thing. We good? good. There will be another question time in a few minutes as well. Uh, Matt Glezos uh, and Greg Harris and Frank Sawatsky and Ezra. Can you guys come up? Um, I'm asking them to come up because I'm going to do a short interview. They're all uh, at various stages involved in our campuses. Uh, Most of them campus pastors or acting campus pastors at this present moment. We have four campuses of a church, and right now these are the four campus pastors of our churches. Um, The question was, are we going to be doing more uh, nationally. So when Kevin stood up here and he gave his, his little talk about the three different locations we're doing around the world, that was part of our multiplication stuff, okay? The other part was the building. So you heard about the multiplication stuff overseas, then you heard about the building, and then the other piece is actually national church, local and national church planning. I have just spent the last two days uh, with 15 pastors that Northview Community Church hosted at Westside Church in Vancouver. They're all over the country, and they have all largely agreed to form a a network of some variety that is going to be planting churches together. They're from five, six different denominations. We're going to be planting churches all over Canada together. We're trying to figure out strategically what that's going to look like, how we're going to share resources, how each one of our churches and groups can be involved in that. We're hoping to make that grow into lots and lots of churches planting churches together. So I'm super thrilled about about it. Um, All of those men in that room wanted me to say to you, the congregation of Northview, God bless you for your vision in this. We we hosted them. Many of them wouldn't have been there if we had not made it possible. We had a guy from Newfoundland, guys from Vancouver Island. We got guys from, from Toronto, the GTA, Guelph, um, places all, all over the place, lots of people from Vancouver, and we're hoping to actually make a significant dent in the next 30 to 50 years for gospel renewal in Canada together. And you guys should be thrilled about that because you're the ones who are spurring that on. And I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to blow smoke. Like, seriously, Northview is the driving force right now behind a lot of that. Um, we are probably going to be hosting a conference uh, we are going to be hosting a conference a year from now. Tim Keller from Redeemer City to City is going to be coming and speaking at it in Vancouver um, and a few others, and that will probably be the official launch of our, our partnership with all these different churches. So the answer to the question is yes, 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 yes. We are planning churches or want to plant them all over the place. And locally, we're in conversations about some opportunities in Langley and Chilliwack and Maple Ridge and a location here still in Abbotsford and among some of the lower socioeconomic areas and a lot of that stuff is just on the cusp, just on the cusp. So uh, we're hoping to start our um, next year. Mark and I, Mark Burst and I are traveling next week for the final time. We've been to a few other churches in the States that do what's called a residency program. It's a one-year residency for people who want to plant churches. They come here for a year. We give them uh, an intense training, and then we send them out to plant a church. Uh, we're going to be doing that probably. You'll be seeing those people 
kind of on our staff for a year, and you'll be hearing them talking about the particular locations they're going to be planting church. And we probably will be asking you to pray about whether or not you might be somebody who will go with them. Okay? And I mean that you might go to Edmonton. And we're going to ask you, you don't have to go to Edmonton, right? Like, who would? But like, no, but... We, but you know what? The Lord needs churches. And some of you, we're going to ask to go for two years to Edmonton. Give two years of your life. You're a young adult. Give two years of your life on a mission trip to Edmonton to help establish a church. And then you can come back here and sit in the rain all the time and all that kind of stuff. But we want to be a church that sends everywhere. Not just sends money. Not just sends pastors, but sends people everywhere. And maybe that's what the Lord's calling you to do in the days I'm preaching now. Okay. So... If you have questions about this in a minute, you, you can come talk to me. But Evan, thank you, brother, for that awesome question. So you might not know this. Uh, Ezra is the campus pastor of our Downs Road campus. Frank has been serving faithfully as our interim campus pastor up in Mission. Greg in East Abbotsford. Matt at Tri-City. Each one of them have different things going on. So I'm, we're going to try to blitzkrieg this uh, over the next so. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, we're going to, I just want to hear from each one of you. So I, what I want to know, Matt, tell me, brother, at, in Tri-City, yeah. what's going on? Po- Port Coquitlam, mm-hmm. what's going on? What are things that you're excited about? Port Coquitlam, it's always sunny out there. It's like Tawasson. Uh, we are, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, uh, we are enjoying the blessing of God, continuing to enjoy the blessing of God. Um, there are, uh, I mean, we've been in prayer since the whole idea started that, uh, you know, we, we call it Tri-City Church for a reason. That was really where our heart uh, was. Uh, I grew up there, wanted to see many people reached. But in fact, our influence has been far beyond that. Uh, probably our largest, even more than Port Moody. We'd love for more Port Moodyites to come, but uh, uh, Ridge Meadows area, a ton of people from there. We have about probably 70, 80 people coming uh, down the bypass. So uh, we find ourselves in a position where we're at three services on a Sunday morning. Uh, the They're mostly packed. We have a little bit of room in the first, a little bit of room in the third, uh, but we're you know averaging about 450 on a Sunday. And so we're, we're having... We're trying to figure out what to do. You're going to have space. to do something about yeah. your building. Yeah, we're going to have to do something about a yeah. about a new building, and so we feel like that's um, uh, not expected in the sense that we wanted to put the cart before the horse, but we just felt like uh, that God had already been moving. There've been so, so many seasons of prayer in that area for God to move. There are other local churches, uh, you know, preaching the gospel, and, and God is working there. But it just seems that when we arrived, that it was as if the the pump had already been primed and the people, we just yeah. people walking through the doors from the neighborhood. How many so. people came to your church last weekend? Uh, we had close to 500. Okay, so that's uh, two, about two years old, year and yeah. a half? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. And people come into faith in Christ and baptisms yeah. happening and yeah. uh, people coming yeah. back to church, neighborhood people, they're that's in the right. neighborhood there. If you ever want to go, it's phenomenal. You can yeah. get the directions from their website, tricity.ca. So yeah. But you, they just, they come from there's, the... Yeah. There's this young adult who you walked through the door and, you know, someone struck up a conversation, said, oh, how did, like, have you been to church before? No, it's my first time in a, in a church ever. Yeah. Why, how, why did you come here? He's like, well, I, about six months ago, I just felt like I should, start, I should start reading the Bible. So I started reading the Bible. I read it all the way through. And then I thought, I should probably go to a church. So I Googled church in Tri-City. So I don't know, like... And you were the closest one. We were the closest one. <laughs> yeah. So... So I, there wasn't a, but it just shows that God, God is doing some it amazing is. things. He's, yeah. uh, he hasn't yet come to faith. He's like, I just want to think about it. But every week he encourages me. He says, right. just preach the word. Matt's uh, Tri-City Church is on yeah. a pathway with us to become independent. Probably what, 18 yeah. months, two yeah. years, something like that? Something oh, like that. Yeah. So keep your eyes fixed on that space. Frank, brother, can you, by the way, Frank uh, has been serving there's been a lot of upheaval in terms of the staffing at the Mission Campus with Ezra's departure and Laura's departure, and we've had to move um, Crystal in there and all sorts of different things. And Frank has basically overseen the bulk of it as Ezra's been doing something else, and he's done an amazing job. Can you give him a massive round of applause? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Frank, tell me, uh, what's going on at the Mission Campus that's giving you, getting you excited? Uh, community involvement. It's crazy. Like, our attendance has ballooned. It seems every week I'm asking about attendance numbers or just like, hey, ha- what are the conversations that you're having in the lobby or the foyer or like, 
what's something new going on? And like every staff member has a new story for me. Like, so even just this past week, uh, we have a after school program. You preached about it, or you didn't preach about it. You preached about the word, which is great. Uh, but you gave an illustration that we have basically a one to one uh, mentorship program on Wednesday afternoons for kids below the socioeconomic, um, I guess, yeah, just in lower socioeconomical situations. And um, we have a bus, goes and picks them up, brings them up to the church. We give them like a little snack. Uh, we teach their parents how to cook in the kitchen just beside us, uh, and then we will uh, teach them the Bible and also help them with their homework. So it's actually really cool to see these kids growing up, but while we're doing that, there's these little stories that come out of it. And one of them was, uh, we're teaching them John 3.16. We want them to memorize the scriptures. So this little girl goes to recite, for God so loved the world that he gave his only one, or his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him will have a turtle life. Stuff. Right, but like this is the privilege that we have. We're embarking in ground that has never did been you, walked. Did you clarify? We, we clarified, okay, yes. Not a turtle life, you know, the one with the hard shell, but no, no. Um, eternal life, right? But these little kids, they've never heard these like words that this is our vocabulary that's just, you know, second nature to a lot of us, right? Yeah. So that's really exciting just to see like these little kids having their eyes open to a whole new world. And there's, uh, we've hired a campus pastor there. Oh, You're this is be also exciting. Together yeah. with them. You can see yeah. some photos there. Uh, I'm super jazzed about Jesse Schellenberg. Some of you may have heard that name before, like Vic, right? He's pretty great. This is his kid. Yeah, this is Vic's kid. Uh, so Jesse, I know him from actually high school uh, years ago. So it's ironic that now our, cro- our paths are crossing again. We get to be like the one-two punch up in mission, which is pretty fun. The staff is so excited to have him come on board too. So we're super excited. He starts in January. Right. How many people came to the Mission Campus last weekend? I believe it was 620-something. Okay, so that's... 28. So that's... uh, When we launched that the first weekend, I think we had somewhere around 600, so we surpassed the launch weekend, which is crazy. Launch weekends are like, everybody and their cousin shows up. We wish you well. And the next weekend's half the size, but the church has grown remarkably, and it's just... It's awesome. You guys, if you're ever up in Mission, you should go. If you're from the Mission Campus, also the vibe there is unbelievable. It's so great. On the weekends that I don't preach, I split my time between East Abbotsford and Mission, and I just love uh, what's going on there. That's so, can I just interrupt yep. really quick? That's actually to do not with me. That's to do with, A, the staff up there and the other pastors that are up there. It's amazing. I see a bunch of you right here. Like, we couldn't have gotten to a place, I think, that would be healthy enough. It wasn't for you guys understanding the vision that Northview's here to make healthy local churches. And that's what now Mission has... Uh, not evolved, <laughs> but grown into this healthy local church and also the, the, the congregants that come, the people that have called mission their local church. I see many of you here tonight. It's so cool to see yeah, that you're also joining in with this vision to worship God and glorify him with all our hearts. Yeah. Greg, you are, brother, uh, the campus pastor of the East Abbotsford Campus, which is ACS, Abbotsford Christian School. We didn't have heat this week early in the morning. Uh, All of our elders go to this church, so perhaps we don't need to have a whole lot uh, said. But brother, give me something that you're excited about. Yeah, we uh, just finished our first full year, and uh, it's been been a huge evidence of God's grace, the response. Uh, Not only people who have uh, been sent out from our Downs Road campus, but we've had a lot of people who uh, are familiar-ish with Christianity, uh, either de-churched or uh, just people who haven't been connected with the church for a long time who have, who have come out and uh, been a part of our campus and come to know Jesus. And uh, the, the staff team has been great. Our serve team is incredible. I wrote in my little report uh, that we have on average about 600 adults attending on a weekend, and we have about 300 adults serving at least once a month at our campus. It has been amazing to see, and I keep pushing them to, to give as much as we can. Uh, we keep trying to raise the bar because that campus takes a lot of work uh, to set up, tear down every week. Uh, so for those of you who are on the teardown team, don't worry. These decorations can stay for a few weeks. We don't have to tear these down tonight. These can stay up. And sometimes when we set things up, our teardown team just looks scared, like, I got to take that down too. Uh, so these are okay. Um, yeah, we're excited. We started community groups, uh, East Abbey intentional groups. The dynamic between Down Road and uh, East Abbey has been great. A, a lot of our midweek stuff, we just operate out of here. Men's, men's Bible study, women's Bible study, women's precept. Uh, men's precepts actually meet at ACS now on Monday nights, which, is, which has been really cool. 
Uh, but a lot of the stuff that happens midweek, youth, NYA, other stuff happens at the Downs Row campus. But there was an appetite for some East Abbey-specific community groups, and we had about 80 people join those, uh, which is great because a lot of our people who came from Downs Road were already plugged into other groups. So the fact that we had 80 people get plugged into new groups uh, was really encouraging for us. And as we're heading into our, our next year, as we're thinking forward, uh, Bonnie, our, our pastor of children's ministry, is thinking through ways we can more intentionally uh, equip and resource parents to talk through, talk through what the kids were learning on Sunday. Uh, we're, we're also trying to make the best use of the building on our Sundays. And so uh, we're at the beginning stages of exploring what kind of like a, an adult and children's Bible school would look like to operate during the same time as the services. So you could come to a Bible school class hang out in the freezing cold gym for a cup of hot coffee, and then uh, head into a worship service or flip that around depending on your schedule. So we're talking through ways to help people not just grow, uh, have, have more people come to know Jesus as much as we want to see that take place. We're also trying as much as we can to be really intentional with Sundays to help people grow deep in their faith because we think the deeper that we grow in our knowledge and love for the Lord, the more that will flow out of us in our everyday mission in our life. Yeah. So we're excited. Uh, Greg, you started a year ago, September. Yes. How many people were at church this last weekend? Uh, we had 830 with kids. Yeah. So that's cool, right? Um, you guys need to be thinking of one prayer request in just a second. Ezra, uh, down, Downs Road Campus Pastor, they shut you off. It's a good thing, <laughs> right? Uh, Downs Road Campus Pastor. You, yeah. Most of you don't know that you think that I'm the campus pastor. I, I, they try to keep me not involved in the church. It's safer for everyone. Um, <laughs> But Ezra is basically our campus pastor here, and he's overseeing the staff and all sorts of things going on here. What are you excited about? Um, there's a lot to be excited about, uh, particularly here at the Downs Road campus. The thing that stands out to me uh, is, first of all, just the way people are studying the Word of God. So you start from our CM department and the hard work they put in a week in, week out to ensure that our children are learning the Word of God. Then you come to Dan Sparrow in middle school, where he's now meeting on Monday, uh, Monday afternoon with, with students who want to study the Word of God. And then you have Luke Friesen in the high school ministry. Again, a lot of high schoolers gathering around the Word of God, studying. And then you have Andy Steiger and Daniel Markin and the NYA Young Adults uh, teams. The the a number of uh, community groups that they have, again, doing what? Studying the Word of God. You come to the women's ministry, come here on a Monday night or Wednesday, and you see all these women in all these classrooms studying what? The Word of God. You see men, men's ministry doing the same thing. Like you can go on and on and on about how the Word of God is being opened. And then to boot this pulpit right here on a weekend. Can we all say that the word of God is not preached here? Uh-uh. You can't say that because the scriptures are open and the Bible is taught in this church. So that really excites me. And then the other thing too is the brunch on Sunday morning and the dinners on Saturday night, right? Uh, Darcy and the community department and his team and the kitchen just providing uh, food and, and hospitality spaces for people to meet and gather and just encourage one another, catch up on the, on the events of the week or make new friends and new connections. Those are remarkable things. And so for me, just I sit back and I look and see, yeah, this is church happening. Of course, we, there is so much we can do here, but those are a few things that really excite me. Good. What can we pray for here? At the Downs Road Campus? Yep. We are full. We are so full. And, and so I think just prayer that we would continue to be creative to see ways in which we can continue to reach people in our community so that they may hear the word of God. Matt, what can we pray for Tri-City? Uh, we are in the process of discerning uh, elders for our church as we move towards independence. So leadership development, prayer for discernment uh, through the next six months. Greg? Yeah. Uh, I would ask that we pray for all of us who are part of these doubts for campus that we would just recognize that we're not just there to get together on a Sunday morning, but we want to gather so that we can scatter because there's a lot of people in East Abbotsford who need the hope of the gospel. Yeah. Frank. Yeah, for all those that call north through their home, those that serve, those that attend, that they would just grow. I know this is very like, oh, that's expected, but that they would grow in their walk with God because at the end of the day, that's what this is all for, that we would become more and more like Christ. So, yeah. Awesome. 
if whatever campus you go to, whatever service you go to, whatever venue you go to, this is your church, right? So you should be thrilled by all of this that's happening, right? The Spirit of God is at work among us. Can you give these guys a big round of applause? Thanks. So what's happened with me, actually, I've, I've, my role's undergone a transition in that uh, I am less involved with uh, the day-to-day activities of this campus. I am involved in it. Tuesdays, I go to the meetings and all those sorts of things. But Jonathan and Ezra largely handle a lot of, a lot of what goes on around here and the staffing and those sorts of things. My role is increasingly looking out with Mark toward the horizon and figuring out where can we go how can we encourage, uh, I'm finding myself spending a lot of time with other pastors in the region and actually around Canada uh, and trying to encourage them in, in that kind of work. Uh, I'm still preaching. Uh, I feel like I need to say this to you. Uh, I, I'm planning on being here until I die. So uh, I, well, not die. It might be soon, actually. But I, I have gone through this last little period of time in my own life uh, trying to figure out, maybe it's the time for me, you know, Steve left, maybe it's time, for you, maybe you guys are sick of me and stuff, but I come to the conclusion that I think this is what the Lord has for me for the next 10, 15 years of my life as I finish my work in ministry, and I think we can do some pretty great things. So if there's ever a question about what my commitment is, there it is, right? And to up the ante, my wife and I became, with our boys, became Canadians just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So uh, we are, I'll announce that in the services once we take our oath to the queen. Um, anyway, don't, don't tell them. I'm holding my, just kidding, the queen. Uh, but anyway, just so, so you know, our hearts are in this. Our hearts are in our desire is to be here for the, for the long haul. And we're thankful very much that, that you'll have us. So uh, yeah, my job is kind of in flux a little bit. And uh, I'm still busy, but doing some different things. Any other questions? I don't have a question as much to say, Jeff, that since you've been back for in September, the light is back in your eyes, and oh. I'm so grateful to God for yeah. that, because your preaching has been like... Oh, thank you, sister. Out of the so park. Great. So thank we've you. prayed for you, and our prayers have been answered, and yeah. to see your spark is really good for yeah. our hearts. Well, so. Yeah, thanks for mental health. It's good. Yeah. Anyway. You good? So we heard from the campus pastors, and I mentioned it in my report, just to reiterate, and we get this fact sheet every week, and one of the things I mentioned is that Abbotsford in Downs Road campus, as Ezra said, we're very full, and so that's one of the reasons we're pushing forward with a, a new building. And just a little bit, like we get this fact sheet every, every week, and so Tri-City Campus is up 26.07% over last year. Mission is up 19.56% from over last year. East Abbotsford is up 16.88% over last year. And Downs Road is 3.32. And so, the one thing that I was just going to ask, in mission this year, it's gone up, like, what did we say it was, 20? Um, we, what, what changed this year? We, between, we opened up a new service, right? Yeah. So last year, there was one service in the, in the new building. And this year, uh, one of the, the major changes is now we have an extra service. So there's an extra, I don't know, three, what's the capacity? 400. So it's just a, it's just a, when a church is this full, as we are right now, it, it can't grow, and it, it, it generally doesn't. And you can see as at, we're going to be thinking of ways to, to find new spaces over the next couple of years as we get ready to build. But in the meantime, we need to build, and that's, that's one of the things that we're, we're excited about. And uh, gonna be, you're going to be hearing a lot more about it as we go. I don't know. That's, I don't know that's, that's great. Yeah. All right, where's our agenda? I think we're almost done. All right, so we're just going to have some, a, a little bit of prayer time with Ezra. There's lots to be thankful for, for sure. So this is what we're going to do. I'm just going to give you about a couple of minutes, a minute and a half, a couple of minutes, just quietly to just thank God for Northview. You each have a story as to how the Lord drew you here. 
So just give thanks to the Lord for his mercies over your life and more so over the life of our church. And then you can pray for whichever campus you attend or if you feel the Spirit of God leading you to pray for a different campus, do that just for about a minute, a minute and a half, somewhere there. And then I'll just wrap it up in a, a communal prayer just to wrap, to put a bow around what God has done for our church together. So take a moment and just quietly thank the Lord for this congregation, for our lead pastor and our elders. Our gracious Father, we bow our heads before your, before your throne this evening. And Father, we are so thankful for Northview. We are so thankful, Lord, for the grace that you have afforded us all these years, for the ministry that continues to happen in the life of our church. Father, we are truly thankful. And Lord, we recognize that it's not because we are the best church with the best leaders and the best programs, not at all. Father, it's because of your grace and your mercy and your love toward us. Thank you, Lord, for the leaders that you have assembled here. Thank you, Lord, for Jeff and his passion to proclaim the word. Thank you for the pastors whom you have drawn here, Lord, men and women who love you and love the word and love to see many who are discipled. Thank you, Father, for the volunteer leaders who are here. Lord, I thank you for our elders who love you and love the local church deeply. Thank you for all the congregants, Father. Each one of us, you have drawn us here. We each have a story of how we came to Northview and what has kept us here, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the work of your spirit um, in and through the lives of every single individual who is a part of this church. Father, we thank you for the season we are in. I'm reminded of the words of our dear uh, pastor and friend and teacher, Jeff, when he was talking about just casting vision and talking about the reason why you have grown this church is not because that we can just be big, but Lord, it is possible that you have grown us for such a time as this, that you would use us as an engine to plant and replant churches as opportunities come that we may see the gospel go forth, great power across this land. And Father, I pray that that, would be, that 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 would be the case, that Lord, we would be faithful, each and every one of us, Father, in how we pray for our church and the vision you've given us, in how we give, in how we give our times, our talents, and our treasures for the sake of your kingdom. Father, I pray that you'd help us to pursue you with all that we have, Father. That we may spend our lives for your glory. So, Lord, I know that we have a big, audacious goal. We want to see, to impact this nation for gospel renewal. Father, it's huge. It can impact every church. So, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, by the power of your spirit, would you guide us? Would you grant us to be bold and courageous? Lord, as Ditch said in his devotional, Lord, I pray that you'd grant us courage to look beyond the obstacles and to embrace that which you have put before us. And so, Father, I pray, fill us with your Holy Spirit. 
Help us to be obedient. And in the little things that you give us, Father, I pray you'd help us to be faithful in how we handle the word, in how we handle the resources that we have, in how we pastor and shepherd people, in how we care for one another as individuals, as brothers and sisters of the faith. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, would you be with us? Thank you for this wonderful, edifying AGM that we can sit under. Thank you, Lord, for the grace that you've given us, hearing story after story, testimony after testimony of the good things that you're doing across our campuses. We pray that, Lord, you'd continue to shine your face upon us and grant us your grace to be bold and courageous for the sake of your kingdom. So we commend ourselves now to you, Father. Would you continue to go before us, Lord? We pray all these things in Jesus' name and God's people said, amen. And thank you everybody for coming out tonight. Thank you for the great interaction and questions and we will see you in June at the congregational meeting.